present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You find us for a second week in the fine city of Leeds at the Grand Theatre and Opera House. Leeds was really put on the map by the Industrial Revolution and the world's first commercial steam railway opened here in 1814. Called the Middleton Colliery Railway, its advanced technology and efficiency of operation was considered a modern marvel when visited last week by the operators of Arriva Trains Northern. <laughs> Among the many businesses to start here was that of John Waddington, who opened a shop on Bridge Street, which he visited every time he threw a double six. <laughs> Waddington soon built a factory to produce board games, but this was the scene of rioting by Luddites, so named because they refused to accept the new Ludo technology. <laughs> In 1884, Marks and Spencer opened their first shop in Leeds and took as their trademark St. Michael, the patron saint of returned cardigans. <laughs> in Victorian times, many Leeds businessmen provided funds for civic amenities, including the Tetley family of brewers, who built a hostel for the destitute. However, down and outs were surprised to find that they were kicked out every night at 10.30 to shouts of, ain't you got no homes to go to? <laughs> With the advent of the First World War, the Leeds Rifles were formed, and it was they who played that game of football against German troops in no man's land on Christmas Day, 1914. However, the spirit of the game was spoiled when the German centre-forward executed a superb diving header and then ran off with the ball stuck on his spike. <laughs> After the war, the Leeds Rifles returned to join Leeds City Football Club, which was later renamed and became the team we all know so well today as Leeds United Nil. <laughs> Famous celebrities associated with Leeds include Sir Jimmy Savile, Peter O'Toole, Alan Bennett, and of course our own Barry Cryer has seen them on the telly. <laughs> so let's meet him and the rest of the teams who always guarantee a laugh a minute without ever specifying which minute. <laughs> they are on my left, Graham Garden and Barry Cryer. And on my right... Ross Noble and Tim Brooke-Taylor. And, and eager to position her comfortable seat on my left hand, please welcome our glamorous scorer, the ever-delightful Samantha. Okay, we start with a round that features complete failures. And what they're going to do is let us hear some titles. <laughs> Some titles of missed hits. The passport to success for any book, film, or program teams is a truly great title. One has only to hear the words Dixon of Doc Green to be transported back to those gentler, more simple days when firm but fair bobbies gave delinquent youths a clip round the ear as they dragged them screaming to the gallows. <laughs> However, not all titles are nearly as good, so I'd like you, please, teams, to suggest 
some that might have been surefire failures. Barry, you can start. Um, for the first time, Blair and Brown answer your questions. Yes, Lionel and Joe are waiting for your calls. <laughs> Lionel, Blair and Joe Brown. <laughs> Wish I was dead. There have been rumours. <laughs> Tim? The castratos. <laughs> Graham? Saturday the 14th. Awesome. Whitley Beer Watch. <laughs> Back again, Mr. Chips. <laughs> Bollocks to Private Ryan. <laughs> Who's afraid of Virginia Wade? <laughs> Gandhi, too. <laughs> Gandhi 3 <laughs> Gandhi 4 this time it's personal <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Oh here it is <laughs> Bridget Jones's Dairy one of our planes is... Mi oh, here it is. <laughs> Huddersfield 5-0. <laughs> the hunt for Red Oct... Oh, here it is. <laughs> Gandhi 5, if you're up to it. <laughs> Bring me the head of... Oh, here it is. <laughs> OK, the teams are going to sing for us now in the round called One Song to the Tune of Another. This is a remarkably easy concept to graph teams, as luckily a song is constructed in very much the same way as a shoe. The tune is represented by the leather upper, and this is connected to the sole or words. However, after a while, we may tire of the words or wear the sole out and take away the words to replace them with new ones or resole the shoe. While we're doing this, we may also take the opportunity to have some keys cut, although why shoe repairers think they're qualified... <laughs> think they're all qualified locksmiths, I can't imagine. I could have been stuck outside in the cold for hours with that set of badly cut keys. Luckily, my neighbour is a qualified engineer who owns a... <laughs> he owns a heavy industrial machine lathe. So we use that to smash the door down. <laughs> now, teams, I can sense you may be missing the point here, because... <laughs> You've clearly failed to spot that if we're all going to have our footwear constantly resold, there'd be a huge increase in demand for experienced shoe repairers hammering away. Personally, I don't know if I have the stomach for a noisy load of old cobblers. <laughs> At the piano is Colin Sell. <laughs> Tim, we'll start with you. Would you please sing the words of If to the tune of Viva España? <laughs> If a picture paints a thousand words Then why can't I paint you? The words will never show 
the you I've come to know And if a face could launch a thousand ships Then where am I to go? There's no one home but you You're all that's left me to And when my love for life is run dry You could come and pour yourself on me If a man could be in two places at one time Well, I'd be with you tomorrow and today Beside you all the way If the world could stop revolving Spinning, spinning, dully till you die I'll spend the end with you Holy! <laughs> Okay, Ross, now, I'd like you please to sing the words of You've Lost That Loving Feeling to the tune of The Happy Wanderer. <laughs> you never close your eyes anymore When I kiss your lips There's no tenderness like before In your fingertips You're trying hard not to show it But baby, baby, you know it Just you've lost that loving feeling Oh, lost that feeling You've lost that loving feeling Barry, would you please sing the words of Run, Rabbit, Run to the tune of Till There Was You? On the farm, every Friday On the farm, it's rabbit pie day So every Friday that ever comes along I get up early And sing this little song Run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, 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 rabbit Run, rabbit, run, 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 bang, bang Run rabbits, run, run, run On the farm, no poor rabbit Comes to harm because I grab it They jump and frolic Whenever I go by They know I help them dodge the rabbit pie And finally, Graham, would you please sing the words of I've got a brand new combine harvester to the tune of These Foolish Things. <laughs> I drove me tractor through your haystack last night. I threw me pitchfork at your dog to keep quiet. Now something's telling me that you're... Avoiding me, come on, darling, you got something I need. Cause I got a brand new combine harvester, and I'll give you the key. Come on now, let's get together in perfect harmony. I got 20 acres, you got 43. <laughs> It was 1972 when I started doing this. Even Ronnie Biggs only got 30 years. 
The next game is called Through the Keyhole, and it's quite similar to the popular TV show of the same name, in that it's exactly the same. <laughs> for, anyone, for anyone who hasn't seen the original, well done. <laughs> but you may need to know that in Through the Keyhole, the panel has shown the interiors of certain celebrities' houses, and then at the end, the house's owners are revealed, and the team has to try to guess who the hell they are. <laughs> In the original, Lloyd Grossman described various household articles which were also helpfully shown for any viewers whose first language is English. <laughs> for the purposes of the round, I've had two mystery cubicles specially furnished offstage to resemble celebrity homes. Each team will take it in turn to enter one of these cubicles and describe its contents for the opposing team to guess whose house it represents. And you can go first, Tim and Ross. Would you leave the stage, please, and enter your mystery cubicle now? <laughs> Meanwhile, the identity of Tim and Ross's homeowner will be displayed to the audience via the laser display screen, while for listeners at home, here's the mystery voice. Peter Stringfellow. Peter Stringfellow. Okay, Tim and Ross, are you inside yet? Yeah. I've got trainers on. I'll never get in there. You can get in. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, it's a fire station. Is it? Look at all those shiny poles. Let's go into the living room. Oh, it's quite... Oh, blimey. Oh, you must be some sort of musician there. There's a guitar over there. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Look, the G-string's missing. Oh, yeah. Hey, look. Here's a passport. This should help us. Give us a look. There's a picture of what seems to be a pickled walnut <laughs> dressed as a lion. Let's have a look in the bedroom. Okay. Oh, what, what's that? What's, oh, it's somebody's homework by the bed. That's a bit odd. <laughs> Let's have a look in the kitchen, shall we? All right. Oh, oh, I tell you what, he desperately needs a bread bin here. What? What? There's baps all over the place. Oh, yeah. Baps out right, left and centre. <laughs> what sort of a person lives in a house like this one? Hint of sort of nightclubbery. Yes. yes. Gee, string. String? Mentioned string, yes. Oh, yes. Who is this fellow? Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> You're there, Baz. I got it. Paul Raymond. <laughs> Peter Stringfellow. Peter Stringfellow. Now, still one free cubicle, Barry and Graham, and I'd like you both to enter it now, please. Off you go. And while Barry and Graham make their way there, the identity of their homeowner will now be displayed to the audience via the laser display board, while here again is the mystery voice for listeners at home. David Dickinson. David Dickinson. Okay, Barry and Graham, can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes we can. As okay. we go through the keyhole. <laughs> I'll go through the door. <laughs> I'm not stuck. Oh, here we are. Mm. Oh, a load of old furniture in it. Yes, yes. Oh, oh, oh. There's a genuine Elizabethan storage radiator over there. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's have a look in the bathroom, in shall bath, we? Bath, yeah, let's right. go in. That's a terrible smell of cats in here. No, I think that might be the aftershave. Oh, it could be, yes. Lots of products of one sort or another. Cuprinol for men. Yeah. 
Francois Garnier, mahogany stain. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, there's a bit of hair product here. It's, well, it's dream topping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, let's come in the bedroom. Oh, yes. Oh, look, books on the bedside table. Oh, yes. Yeah. World of Leather Book of Skin Care. <laughs> And, uh, oh, another one here. How to win friends and irritate people. <laughs> bling, bling. Bling, bling. Is that the phone? No, no, it's the jewellery. Oh, I yes. <laughs> chunky. Very chunky. Look, cufflinks by Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> as chips. As chips. As chips. What's that? It's a budgie. Well... <laughs> well I've never... I'll tell you this. What? I'll tell you this. I have never heard a budgie cheap as chips. <laughs> I'm not sure, Ross. Do you know? Mm. Jeff Capes, do you reckon? Jeff Capes. Could be. Mm. Cheap as chips was... Uh, may have been a clue of some sort, but I <laughs> can't think of anybody that says that apart from David Dickinson, but so I don't know... <laughs> Okay, we'll move on to a new round now. Who, who was it? Oh. Jeff Capes. <laughs> right. <laughs> we move on to a new round now called Dumbing and Dumber. It's come to my attention, teams, that TV schedulers these days appear to be competing to achieve the lowest possible common denominator. Coincidentally, our own Timbrook Taylor appeared recently on Wife Swap, and we were all amused to see he had no idea how to operate the microwave. Perhaps he should have swapped over something less complicated. <laughs> In this round, the team's challenge will be to come up with ideas for revamping a certain TV programme so its cost and intellectual content are even lower than the current batch on offer. OK, it works like this. The TV coverage of Trooping the Colour has not been producing the number of viewers we'd like and is rather too expensive. Team A will suggest a way of making it more exciting for less money. Team 2 then has to suggest a means of... <laughs> then has to suggest a means of reducing either the cost or the IQ even further. Then the first team do the same, and so on, so on, so on, so on. <laughs> the viewers could send in uh, their videos. Yeah, home videos. That's yeah, cheap, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> uh, we could uh, call it You've Been Trooped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Save a bit of money. Yep. We could retitle it, um, I'm the Queen, Get Me Out of Here. <laughs> And, or she could go off and do her own show, I Love 1953. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she's gone... Yes. Um, uh, celebrity celeb Troop in the Colour. Yes, Celebrity Troop in the Colour and replace the Queen with, uh, with a celebrity. Yes, yeah. Like uh, Maureen off driving school. Yes. <laughs> and she could, uh, she could take the coach and put it up against one of the house robots. We'll appropriate that. Well, we could move it all to a tropical island. And, and have a load of single women yeah. that have to entice them to troop. <laughs> well, we're just left with a big empty parade ground. <laughs> Celebrity it. car park. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or, you, or you could call it Tom Academy. 
The next game is called Cheddar Gorge, and it's just one of many to derive their titles from well-known place names. There's also Lemington Spa, a game played only by fathers who have sons called Lemington. <laughs> then we have Win Chelsea Harbour, where the object is to try to win Chelsea Harbour. <laughs> and of course, there's the old favourite Littlehampton. And An intensely competitive game that requires a very cold day and a small ruler. <laughs> in Cheddar Gorge, each panellist exchanges a single word in turn in order to construct a coherent sentence on a certain subject. The object being not to complete the sentence. If a full stop is reached, you'll hear me sound my horn like this. <laughs> Okay, teams, the subject of your sentence is how to cook your Christmas dinner. Tim, you can start. First, you need a piece of mind. <laughs> Without which you will certainly fail to convince anybody that you have any idea of why the turkey will explode <laughs> after which it will quietly baste and baste and baste <laughs> during the long period of marriage <laughs> into which you should enter the small of <laughs> your best part twice <laughs> nightly <laughs> if you don't get it in to <laughs> that large and interesting <laughs> yet strangely <laughs> although not that strange <laughs> and interesting <laughs> place which is very 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 <laughs> extremely <laughs> takes us another step forward in our tireless campaign to free the airwaves of an ever-increasing tide of filth. <laughs> We're determined to bring broadcasting back to the days of wholesome family entertainment, such as the nature program of Armand and Michaela Dennis. One recalls Armand showing us how primates dangle from branches and Michaela preening giant parrots. We didn't need smutty innuendo to enjoy watching Michaela stroke a large cockatoo. Uh, <laughs> Well, Armand was hung like a baboon up a tree. <laughs> Even songs can be affected, team, so I'd like you please to perform censored versions of various dubious examples, taking care to bleep out any lyrics likely to cause offence. 
Piano accompaniment will be provided by Colin Sell, who we were interested to learn has recently been working on a new arrangement of the Four Seasons. Sadly, he got too close putting the olives in the cheese and burnt his eyebrows. <laughs> We'll start with you, Tim and Ross, and I'd like you to provide us with a censored version of the theme from The Snowman. Working in the air Working in the moonlit sky The people far below are as we fly I'm holding very tight I'm riding in the I'm finding I can So high above with you Across the moor The villages go Like dreams The and the the and the children gazed open mouthed by surprise nobody down below believes there are Please provide us with a censored version of Pick Yourself Up. Nothing's impossible, I have found. For when my is on the ground, I pick myself up, myself off to start all over again. Don't lose your confidence if you be grateful for a pleasant. And pick yourself up, yourself off, and start all over again. Like a soul inspired, till the battle of the day is won. You may be sick and tired, but you'll be up, my son. Will, Will you, you remember, remember the famous men who had to, to rise again? So take a deep breath. Yourself up, yourself off, and start all over again. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as the trawler men of time pick the cod of hope out of the fishnets of fate, and then the haddock of happiness out of the frilly panties of despair, I notice it's the end of the show. So from the team, Samantha, myself, and the good folk of Leeds, it's goodbye. Barry Kleiner, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke-Taylor, and Ross Noble were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson, and the producer was John Naismith. Mm -hmm.